0: Alrighty. Enoho. Enoho, have a seat. Super cool. Good to see you all. How are you doing? Katy pie. Great. Everyone else? Fired. So good. Super good to see you. Hey, um, as you know, we're in the middle of this Thrive um, series, talking about how to thrive in life, and this came out of some big discussions at Eldership around just so many folks in our church and that we're all associated with who are just really struggling with mental health and feeling overwhelmed and all sorts of stuff, so um, so I did that kind of intro one last week. It was all about obedience and the key, um, if we really want to thrive, a core cool part is to just obey God. It's not rocket science, right? Um, and then today, I'm hitting a pretty big topic, so I'm going to go kind of carefully, and oh, kia ora, podcast people, how you doing, kia ora to the video people, amazing of you to be, I don't know, I was going to say checking in, but you're not really checking in, you're connecting in, so good on you for investing in your relationship with Jesus, super cool, so especially to some of you podcast video people, I know some of you are not here because you just find it really scary um, to come to church, so I just want to let you know, we love you, um, And I'm going to be talking about anxiety. And so if this is heavy for you, I'd love you to get hold of us, eh? We'd love to touch base and connect and do coffee, or Joe or one of the elders do coffee. And same for us too. So I'm talking about anxiety, and this is a real heavy topic at the moment. There are so many people in our church, in our communities, friends, that are just drowning with anxiety at different levels, which I'm going to explain. So one of the things I want to encourage you to do is if you're like, anxiety, anxiety. I am a machine, Um, then two things, one, just be careful because it can pounce on you later on, Um, but seriously, be thinking about some friends, and so as I'm going through some of this stuff, just be thinking, oh, that could be really good for Janet or Bob, right, so don't think, eh, I don't do anxiety, I'm sweet, Um, because there'll definitely be someone in your, like your circle of influence, I call it, who will be struggling with anxiety, and you may not even know, so just be thinking, oh, okay, here's some things I could do to try and help them, okay, that's kind of where we're going, so, okay, alrighty, so this is what I've called this, this is kind of weird, and you're not going to really understand this topic until we get to the end of the sermon, so it's a bit of a like, oh, keep everyone on the edge of their seat, keep you anxious, get it, ah. um, don't talk to your anxiety, talk to God, right, so don't talk to your anxiety, talk to God, that's what I'm going to um, Going to be talking about, and I want to start with this quote from Max Lucado. So this is Max Lucado is a pastor um, writer, and I love the way he describes anxiety. So I thought this was a good little understanding for us to kind of start with. So um, here we go. Anxiety and fear are cousins, but not twins. Fear sees a threat; anxiety imagines one. So let me go back just so we're really clear. So fear is um, I'm driving in a car. And a car swerves in front of me, and I'm like, ah! i might like, crash, that's fear, right? It's an actual thing that is happening. That's what I'm fearful of. Anxiety is, like he says, it's its cousin. Anxiety is like a subset, if you like, of fear. So anxiety is all about the what if. What if I get in my car and I'm driving to the mall and a car crosses the line? What if I get in my car and I'm driving to the mall and a, I speed in a police? What if I get a flat tire? What if... <sighs> Does that make sense? It's the difference, right? I just want to make it real clear so we all know what we're talking about. So, fear screams, Get out! (laughs) Anxiety ponders, What if? (laughs) Fear results in fight or flight, or we would say freeze as well. Um, Anxiety creates doom and gloom. Fear is the pulse that pounds when you see a coiled rattlesnake in your front yard. Anxiety is the voice that tells you never, ever, for the rest of your life, walk barefoot through the grass. There might be a snake somewhere. (laughs) You see the difference, eh? Okay. Now, I want to, I say this next bit really, really carefully, okay? I'm not now going to say, here's some verses to memorize, and you'll be fine. Your anxiety will go away. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say, you just need to pray more. If you pray, your anxiety will go away. I'm not going to say that. And I'm not going to say, oh, there's probably some sin in your life. If you confess your sin, then God will heal you of your anxiety. I'm not going down that track but watch the step at the same time those are really key things we need to think about (laughs) maybe the reason you've got anxiety is because there is some unconfessed sin in your heart and it's just chewing away at you right (laughs) Um, God is powerful the word of God is incredible and all of us will know people that have had mental health issues and they've had to go on medication and counseling and stuff and it's been years and years But then all of us will also know someone that had significant mental health and someone prayed for them and they were healed. And you're like, whoa. So in saying I'm not going to stand up here and be like, pray more, read more scripture and you'll be healed. At the same time, that could totally work (laughs) because God is amazing. So I don't want to downplay that, but I don't want to do the whole, just memorize Bible and you'll be fine. makes sense, are you with me? Okay, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying God can't. God can do whatever he wants, but I just don't want to kind of hold this... What I, want, I don't wanna do, I don't wanna hold out this carrot. You just need to memorize more scripture. And then this poor person with debilitating anxiety, they just can't even memorize, they can't even pray. And it's like, oh, that was a really helpful sermon, Craig, thanks a lot. You with me, eh? Okay, cool. All right, um, here's a, a good definition of anxiety from um, Symbol psychology called website. So they say anxiety may be defined as apprehension, tension, or uneasiness that stems from the anticipation of danger, which may be internal or external. So that's that key thing there, that anticipation of um, danger. And like I said, it's like this kind of subset of fear. Now this next point is kind of, I found this really interesting, right? So anxiety is totally normal. It's a normal part of being a human. When anxiety is horrible is when it becomes debilitating, when it, it grows and starts consuming you. So all of us are anxious at certain times right? We're just anxious. But then we get over it or we think through it and we're like, oh, I'm okay. I'm not freaking out anymore. So, so anxiety is just a normal part of life. So I wanted to make sure we kind of get that. So here's a couple of verses that we're going to look at that talk about people being anxious. So the first one's Jesus. And it's like, what? Jesus was anxious? Oh my gosh. So what I'm saying in this sorry, is it's not a sin to be anxious, right? So if someone's really anxious, it's not like, you evil sinner. That's, that's not because Jesus had anxiety. So go over to Matthew, if you've got your Bible, get to boost over there, eh? Matthew 26, 38. Um, This is Jesus right before the crucifixion when he's praying in the garden. Um, You guys know this passage really well, eh? So Matthew 26, 38 to 39. Um, Where am I going, 38. Uh, Then he said to them, my soul is sorrowful, even to death, remain here and watch with me. Why does he want them to watch? Because he's so anxious. Of what's coming, right? It's like, oh, and going a little farther, he he fell on his face and prayed, saying, "My Father, if it's possible, let this pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will." So, Jesus is anxious. Um, This next one from Paul is really interesting. Um, Second Corinthians eleven verse twenty-eight. So, Second Corinthians eleven verse twenty-eight, and this is from quite a different angle than what we just read about Jesus being anxious and. And worried about going to the cross, which is kind of obvious. Um, so verse 28, Corinthians 11 says, um, Paul's been listening. sorry, for context, Paul's been listening a whole bunch of just the real hard stuff that he's been carrying as an apostle, and he's just kind of like, ah, I've been shipwrecked, and ah, all this stuff's happened. And then the last one he says, which is kind of wild, is, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. There's just this this kind of worry. He's always worried about the churches. What if this happens? And what if the false teachers get in? What if the Judaizers get in? Ah, and he's all anxious about them, right? Um, so again, anxiety is not a sin. It's a natural part of um, being a human. And for some people, and we should feel really sorry for them, it just becomes this debilitating, consuming illness. Illness, right? Um, so depending on who you listen to, there's usually between seven and nine different um, types of anxiety. So I just wanted to talk through um, what I do, just four of kind of the key ones that I see in in people in here and and in our community at the moment. So um, the first one's just general anxiety. A lot of people are just generally anxious and and worried about stuff all the time, and it's literally just called general anxiety disorder. Um, Another one that um, some of our people have and people in the community have a lot is um, called a panic disorder. So panic disorder is just when, again, either a situation happens or a possible, a possible situation, because it can just be something you're fearful of in your mind, what if, and then you just instantly go into full panic mode, so heart going crazy, sweating, often can't move, you can hardly breathe, and it's just that extreme panic disorder, right? Um, another one, again, there's people in our church that have this, um, social anxiety. So social anxiety, again, all these, these different, um, You know, some people are on one end of the spectrum to the other end, right? So um, so social anxiety is simply where I'm just totally (sighs) about going to any event where there's people. It could be a life group, it could be the mall, it could be church. Um, So there's um, several people in our church who many times have driven into the car park, they wanna come into church, but their social anxiety is so high, they just can't do it, they can't do it. I've talked to people who've sat out there for 20 minutes love to come into church and be with us, and they just can't do it, and so they leave. And I'm like, oh, that's such a horrible one. Or going to the mall, I just can't go to the mall. Um, there's three people at the moment that I know that would love to join us at church. They just can't, so they go into a life group. They just To come here, would, it's just terrifying. They just couldn't do it just disables them, right? Um, social anxiety. Another one um, is PTSD, so post-traumatic stress disorder which normally um, comes from having a really traumatic event that happened to them or that they witnessed. And what happens is their mind just keeps replaying that event, re- replaying that event, replaying that event. Oh, what if that happened again? What if this happened and, it, and, it, and that's a horrible one. And that often can be connected to panic disorder where you're, and then you're panicking and stuff. And then the last one I was gonna talk about real briefly is just OCD, so obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and, and this is a way of trying to Trying to ease my anxiety or even trying to control my anxiety and again there's a massive spectrum on this, so down one end is the whole, um, I had a friend before he left any room he had to touch every corner of the room before he could leave and it was just, it was just a way of trying to control. Some people will have to turn the light switch on and off three or four times. Um, some people before they leave the house they just want to check all the doors are locked. That's not this. <laughs> but someone before they leave the house needs to check every door is locked eight times and check every window is locked eight times. And it just becomes this debilitating kind of obsessive compulsive. Um, Some people are terrified of germs and so they're just constantly washing their hands, constantly washing their hands. And again, I'm not saying this in a horrible way. I'm like, oh my gosh, imagine having to live with that kind of anxiety. It would just be debilitating, right? Just be horrible. So, okay. So I just wanted to quickly define some, because again, we're thinking maybe this is you, or maybe you're like, okay, I need to be thinking about this because my friend, my family member, my whatever, how could I help them? Um, now, my next point is going to sound really cheesy considering what I said before, but I did a bunch of reading, and it, it, it kind of obviously keeps coming back to this as a, a core way to combat anxiety, and it's not rocket science. That <laughs> God really does have you, right? So if, if my anxiety is a what if, that's what anxiety is, a what if, a worry about the future, a fear about the future, a concern about the future, to, to figure out how to just keep reminding myself that God has me, God has me, God has me. Um, like we sung, God will make all things work out for my good. To, to hold on to that can, can super help. And again, I'm not saying um, that anyone now has just gone, boom, thanks, bro. Man, I'd struggled with anxiety for the last 10 years and you just put that slide up, I'm great. Man, let's go the mall can I do an interpretive dance in front of the church next Sunday? It's like, no, 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 no. So again, this is a key thing to understand, but, oh, why is my thing going crazy? It's a key thing to understand, but from people I've been with who've got anxiety, this can take years to to really get this into their brain, right? So so I'm not saying, quick fix, just say to someone who's got anxiety, God loves you, and they'll be like, oh, cheers, bro. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's look at some verses here, right? So here's a verse from Luke. Um, Twelve. So I just wanted to look up a bunch of verses that remind us that that God really has us, right? Um, Just, I'm gonna wave this around a couple of times. So I just put together a little flyer, I don't know what you call this thing, a document. Um, And on one side, it's got a whole bunch of really cool verses that you could memorize or at least have with you. Um, It's a bit girly, because it's got flowers, but I thought us guys are tough enough that we can look past the flowers and the pink things. What's up with that? Um, and on the other side is just um, some really helpful things to do. So some people with that anxiety can feel so um, debilitated they just can't do anything. And so there's a whole bunch of really practical things on here, like like memorise some verses or have some cool verses written out that you could look at. Um, have a little box uh, that has some treasures in it that you just really love. And when you start getting that so anxious, you can go to that box and you know you pick up that picture of your mum and you're like, okay, I'm cool, or you pick out that verse or you do this stuff. So there's a whole bunch of stuff on here. So um, I print a whole bunch out the, on the Connect Desk if you want to take one, again, for you or for a friend. Um, and then on podcast and video or anyone in here, if you want to email office at agorachurch.nz, then our amazing office um, administrator, John, can email you a copy if you want one. So, so heaps of these verses are in, are in there, but anyway. All right, Luke 12, Luke 12, sorry. What are we reading? 22 to 26. Luke 12, 22 to 26. And it has the little heading, don't be anxious. (laughs) Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, (laughs) what you'll eat, nor about your body, what you'll put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them of how much more value are you than the birds? (laughs) It's a pretty funny line, right? Because it's kind of like, duh, like infinitely more. (laughs) I just love that line. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of life? In other words, it's a waste of time. If then you're not able to do a smaller thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Um, the, The cool bit for me is this here, of how much more value are you than the birds? I was like, if you're struggling with anxiety or a friend, that could be a cool verse to memorize, right? Or get it tattooed on your arm, but the tattoos are of the devil, so don't get it tattooed on your arm. Amen. All right, here's another one. Um, I'll put this next one on the, on the screen. Um, Romans 8.28, this is from what Shelley read. Um, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So for someone who's struggling with anxiety. So again, some people that have got extreme anxiety, they cannot pray and they cannot read the Bible. Okay, so if it's, if it's you or if it's a friend, you've just got to be real calm and understand. You can't go to them and say, you need to start praying more. Because some people, just, they just cannot pray and they cannot read the Bible. So you could print out some verses and take it to them. You could meet with them and say, I want to just pray these verses over you. So just have an understanding that for some of them, they'll be like, I just can't, I can't. And don't push them and <laughs> stuff it down their throat. Yes, you will. <laughs> I was going to say, damn you, but you can't say that in church. Um, I love this verse, so again, anxiety is a, a what-if, a, a, a fear, and it may be irrational, maybe rational, a worry, a concern about the future, and just such a cool verse, Say, eh? all things will work out for good, in God's definition of good, and often our definition of good and God's definition of good are like really different, but he has us, right? He has us. Um, that could be a real cool one to memorize or get tattered on your arm if you are evil. Um, here's another one, John 16:33. This is one of my favorites when I think about anxiety. I've said, this is Jesus speaking. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. I love this. Jesus is not saying, and we get this as a church because we try and be real. Jesus is not saying, become a Christian and it's like, whew, smiley, <laughs> high fives all around. Jesus, Jesus, give me a J, J, give me an O, go, oh, give me one. We just know that just isn't real, right? You can be a really full-on Christian who loves God like crazy and your world can be just falling apart and you're just getting smashed from every angle. But I love what Jesus says, right? In this world, you will, <laughs> you will have tribulation. You will have trouble. This, this is a messed up world filled with fallen people, including us, But <laughs> take heart I've overcome it. Again, this, this anxiety, but God's kind of got me, eh? I love it. Again, it could be a cool one to memorize, right? Okay, this, this next um, quote is a, a cool little quote to help us try and understand what it feels like or can feel like for someone with anxiety. Um, anxiety feels like a weight. It has been described as the feeling of tripping. The moment where you don't know whether you're going to catch yourself is how you feel all day long. <laughs> for, for those of us that don't struggle with anxiety, you've got to just read that and go, oh my gosh. My friend, my family member, imagine going through your whole day like that. Let me read it again. Anxiety feels like a weight. It's been described as the feeling of tripping. The moment where you don't know whether you're gonna catch yourself. Is how you feel all day long, or when you tap your pocket to get your wallet, and it's not there. You feel that every moment of every day. Imagine how disabling that would be. Oh, it just makes me cry. So here's the, the second half of this quote. Or like when you see cop lights in your rear view, This is none of us can relate to this one, of course. And you know you did something worthy to get a ticket. Coming down from an attack is like the cop flying past you, heart still racing, kind of shaky, sweaty, and it's all in the back of your head the rest of the day. You think how great it was that you didn't get pulled over this time, but you're painfully aware you might not get this lucky next time. So I thought that was a cool little um, description of of anxiety, right? Um, So... So far, I've been talking about anxiety, is just part of being human, but for some people, it can become really debilitating, just destroying, right? Um, the second thing is that God really does have us, right? When we have anxiety, it's this what if, this, this fear, this concern, this worry of what might happen. And it's so key to just hold on to the fact that God's got me, God's got me, God's got me, right? God's got me. Um, and uh, here's, the third, here's the third point uh, Do not be anxious, it's almost impossible without God. Um, The Bible, I'm going to read the the classic verse from Philippians 4 in a minute that heaps of us know. And I just want to say again, if you have a friend that's struggling with this, you can't just say to them, just don't be anxious anymore. (laughs) It just doesn't work like that, right? So you need to journey with them and encourage them. And and I'd say pray with them. Pray these verses over them when you're with them, when you're not with them. Um, If they can, greatly encourage you to get them to memorize some of these verses. Like take this page, memorize some of them. And sometimes when you feel that anxiety coming, you can catch it. Say these verses over and over. So so last bit. Um, I think trying to do this without God is is almost impossible, right? Um, But God gives us a heck of a lot of strength. So here's my my last little bit, and this is what I started it with, right? Don't talk to your anxiety, talk to God. Um, Don't talk to your anxiety, talk to God. Anyone who's had anxiety and a whole bunch of other mental health issues know the danger in your self-talk right? The danger in your self-talk. You can start okay, but within minutes, you've talked yourself down to the most terrifying hole you've ever been in, right? Um, And again, it's this what-if stuff, this what-if stuff. What if this happens? What if they do that? What if that car? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And before you know it, you can hardly breathe, you're sweaty, you can't move, you're terrified, right? Um, So what I'm saying here, and I've got a cool quote coming in a minute, what I'm saying here is and again, this is really hard, so I'm not saying say to your friend, oh, stop talking to your anxiety, talk to God, and they'll be like, sweet ass and oh, you've cured, I'm not saying that, this is over time, right? But as much as they can, or as much as you can, and as much as you can help them, you've just got to try and catch yourself when that starts, and not go down the rabbit hole of what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, but stop and pray. <laughs> pray those verses, just read those verses, pray those verses, talk to God about this rather than going down that rabbit hole of self-talk and stuff, right? Um, I love this quote. This is a great quote. God never instructs us in Scripture to fight anxiety by arguing with it. It just never works. <laughs> scripture only instructs us to cast our anxieties on God in prayer and trust Him to meet our needs, whatever they are. I've got to read that again because that's a great quote. God never instructs us in Scripture to fight anxiety by arguing with it. <laughs> it never works. Scripture only instructs us to cast our anxieties on God in prayer trust him to meet our needs whatever they are, I just love that quote eh? um, again, we're not, we don't talk to our anxiety we, we talk to God, we call out to him we cry out to him um, here's the last bit and I'll unpack this a bit, so this is this verse from Philippians that we all know, right we, we love this verse um, so Philippians 4, 6 to 9 don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything, that's basically what I'm saying right, don't worry, don't self talk pray about it, right Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I just love this. Um, I just love this. It's the first thing that that it says is is pray about everything. And there's an old saying, if something's worth worrying about, it's worth praying about, right? It's so true. If you're going to worry about it, why wouldn't you pray about it? It's kind of dumb, (laughs) not to be rude. It's kind of dumb to be stressing and worrying about something and not going to God and going, help, (laughs) Heavenly Father, who says you've got me, I'm freaking out, you know? I love that. eh? Um, If I'm really anxious about a meeting coming up, I'm going to pray about it. If I'm really anxious about my kids, I'm gonna pray about it. If I'm really anxious about writing a sermon on anxiety, <laughs> I'm gonna pray about it, right? I thought that was funny, and then you guys gave me a laugh, thanks for that. Um, even better than just you praying is get it on the prayer chain. Our prayer chain is crazy active. Um, if you don't have Facebook Messenger, text me, text Jost, text someone who you know, Kumlan, who's on there and say, yo, can you put this on the prayer chain? So you've got a whole squad of people praying for you. It's so cool, but I, I love that. I pray about everything, I love that. Um, there's nothing too small that God's like, really? Um, well, when Joseph and I were at say, the pastor church in Cambridge, like 20 years ago, and I'm so old, um, and I'd been at the church for I think about a year, maybe a year and a half, and we had a kid. There was another one going to arrive pretty soon, and there was just some real funky stuff going on in the church, not like end-of-the-world stuff, but just some massive stuff going on. I was getting pretty stressed and anxious and worried and the most spiritual lady in the church who is one of those ladies that you'd think they're on a skateboard because they never walk. They just kind of hover everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Wow, I don't know who you guys are anymore. So she's super spiritual, like Jesus, this lady. Nah, because we're actually all the same level, right? Because we're as righteous as God is. Oh, you all failed my test. Anyway, so this lady came up to me on day after church, and she had written out the, the first part of these verses, and she just said, look, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the church. I pray for you all the time. I just encourage you to memorize this, right? Don't be anxious. Pray about everything. And I was just like, man, that's so, I've always thought that was so cool, of that lady. Okay, so first of all, pray about everything. Um, second thing I love how he makes this really clear, tell God what you need, <laughs> Tell God what you need. Don't, oh, I better not burden God with it. Like he's like, oh no, that was too big. Ah, honey. tell him, be really blunt. Now, I, and I say this next bit carefully. If you're angry, be angry at God. He, he can handle it. Have you read Job? Job is ticked off at God. God kind of sorts it out with Job at the end. But if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're broken, just go to God in your brokenness. Don't put on a nice, shiny Jesus hat and go to God being like, no, go to Him in your anger. Go to Him. Respectfully, He's God. But I love that. I Tell Him what you need. Be really clear in your prayer. If you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling, being anxious about something coming up, the meeting, whatever, just go to God and say, hey, I need, I need your help. I love the last bit of that line. Um, and thank Him for all He's done. Um, Joseph and I are going to talk about that a lot more in a couple of weeks. Um, talking about waiting on God. How do we wait on God when everything's kind of hitting the fan? One of the the key things we have to do as Christians is be way better at remembering the many, 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 many times God's come through for us in the past. Because we're good at seeing it in the moment, and then we forget about it, right? And so someone who's struggling with anxiety is so helpful to remember, oh, but God before, oh, but God before, oh, but God before, I I love that, Um, eh? Just a side note on this. So some people find... Um, telling God what you need and, and leaving it with him just really hard. And so just a little encouragement can be to do something um, physical, right? So do something physical. So you could, um, I'm going to leave this with God and I'm going to now light a candle and just remind myself, God is the light of the world. He's got me. It's just that physical act of doing something. Does it make sense? Now, some of you are like, what a weirdo. It's like, oh, cool, you do your own thing. Um, one thing that Jason and I do pretty much every day so I get really anxious about y'all because <laughs> I really love you and I pray for you all the time. And heaps of times that, the, the, and I'm not trying to sound like a super spiritual nerd because I know heaps of you are the same. The burden of, of caring for souls is really heavy. <laughs> um, and I find it really hard to switch off at the end of the day because I feel like I'm deserting you, which is dumb because last time I checked, God's got you and he's a little bit more powerful than me. So one think thing Josh and I do every day is we take a dog for a walk down the river and we'll stop it whenever it is, five, six o'clock or whatever. Um, we have a spot where we stop and we pick up a stick or a stone or something, I'll hold it, I'll pray for a bunch of you, and then I throw you in the river. <laughs> and then <laughs> and Jose <Jace> and, <laughs> and I will say a little saying, um, which finishes with, and we leave them in the arms of Jesus, which is where they need to be, right? And it's just such, and I've, for years, I've prayed at the end of the day and left you all with Jesus, but it just didn't work. I'd keep worrying, keep worrying, keep worrying. But now there's something amazing about the physical act of throwing you all in the river and making sure it's not an eddy so it comes back around. It's like it flows off, right? Because then I, I go home and I'm cooking dinner and I'm like, oh, but what about someone? No, I've left them with Jesus. I remember I threw them in the river. You know what I mean, eh? Hey? So maybe think about something like that if you're struggling with anxiety and, yeah, do something. Go out to the backyard. Pick up a leaf. Just throw it, a stick. Throw it at the neighbors. I don't know. All right. Um, last thing, sorry, real quick. Um, just down the bottom, I love the last bit, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true. This is such a classic thing for someone with anxiety because it's all the what if, what if, what if, and it can get totally illogical, and I love how the writer goes, focus on the good, right? <laughs> focus on the good. Um, yeah, I just love that. Eh? If, you, if you find your mind racing, getting sucked back down to that anxiety. You've got to figure out, what can I do? What, what's something physical I can look at? What's something I can do? What's some scripture? What's a prayer? What's a that I can do to keep myself really focused on the good? Um, and a simple thing would just be to grab one of these. You feel that anxiety coming, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Read some of these cool verses and, and chew on them, meditate on them, right? All right, Etu, let me pray. Let me pray for us. Um, okay, as you're standing, Jordan, leave the video on for a minute, bro, while I pray, eh? Um, again I wanted to make it really clear I'm not making this as a simple thing so I'm not for a second saying if you've got anxiety take this flyer say a few it's huge right it can take years Um, one of the big things Joseph and I wanted to make sure you understood too is for some people this is now so debilitating and massive you're not going to get over this and again I say this really carefully you're not going to get over this with prayer and with the Bible again God can do what he wants he's awesome you need professional help (laughs) So come and see us, we can refer you to awesome counsellors, and they can help you start journeying out of this, right? So, yeah. All right, let me pray, let me pray. Yeah, kia ora, almighty God. Um, Now, I... It would be cool if we just prayed and everyone was healed, and I know you do that, eh? I've I've seen that so many times. Um, But so often, because I I guess because you want us to grow in our trust of you, Um, you want us to journey out of this. Um, It's a long, hard process, so I really... Lift up right now anyone here in church or listening on a podcast or on the video who is, this is just killing them, God. It is ruining their life. It's disabling them. I just call out to you in the name of Jesus for healing for them. Um, We believe you can do that. It's not the issue at all. Um, If that's not your plan, which I wish it was, (laughs) if that's not your plan for them because you have something better, because you want their good, um, I pray you'll give them the courage to reach out for help. You'll give them the courage to to take this flyer or, or email John in the office and, and get a copy of it that they could start quoting some scriptures or using some of those little skills on the back. God, we, we want to be people that are not disabled by this. So we know Satan just loves us to be disabled. As Christians, he's just like, much easier to devour you when you've got all these crazy disabling thoughts in your head. So, yeah. So guide us, God. And, and give us great wisdom if we're trying to help a friend, um, a family member with this. We want to be Super, sen- oh, su- su- super sensitive, super caring, super understanding, super slow when we journey this with them, God. Yeah, I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God.